did I force you to put a ring on it, or were you okay with putting a ring on it? Uh, I mean, if I wasn't okay with putting a ring on it, were you gonna put a ring on it? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Black women, I just wanna let y'all know, y'all fine as hell with your chocolate ass. You mad? Would you like to say something to my face? I mean, hey, I'm just saying, fine. What's up with it? Hey guys, this is Megan Jeanette, but you can call me Meg. And it's your boy Greg K. What's happening? And welcome back to Get It Together Podcast. What's up? If this is your first time joining us, our mission is always to provide black love entertainment, relationship advice, and mm -hmm. discuss taboo topics in Bars. hopes to grow healthier families. Bars. So... <laughs> What's going Mind on? Mind blown. How's your? How, how are you doing? How's your energy today? That is good. I, we feel real good. Uh, I know we feel good. Me and you, I feel good. It's been a good past couple of days. Good work days. Uh, adjust my mic just a little bit. Um, good days at the crib. Uh, crazy story about some days at the, uh, you know outside of the crib. If you want me to talk about it, I don't know if you want me to talk about it. My what little, happened my outside? Little, my little trip I took. I was destined oh. <laughs> to take a test for, I'm in a fire department. I was destined to take a test for the fire department I'm in, and I had to drive two hours to take this test. So driving two hours, I took the city vehicle, and I get there. I had to pay for a hotel. So the only thing I had to pay for was for a hotel. So everything else, I didn't have to pay for gas, nothing. I woke up the next morning to prepare for my test. I get to the fire station. I'm taking the test, and they say, oh, you're not scheduled for this day. You're scheduled for a Saturday. So he said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to take my black ass home. <laughs> I drove two hours. I'm not from here. I'm from Texas. I don't know. I've already. I'm already in the town. I don't know. I'm going home. And I told Megan. Megan, I I hear the frustration in her voice. I said, "Well, babe, here's the deal. We're gonna get reimbursed for the hotel, everything. So it's all good." She was like, "Okay." So I still got to have my whole day to myself. I still got. I got back around eight o'clock. No, I got back around ten. Yeah, I got to relax. Got to go to my one-on-one -on -one workout sessions and. Yeah, so it, it was a bad experience, but it was okay. Good, good, good. Right. Well, how? what is your grade for the week? My grade for the week, grade I... Grade yourself as a spouse. How'd you do? Mm, grade myself as a spouse? I feel my grade as a spouse would be about a B plus. I cooked, but I did, I, I kind of did a bad job. <laughs> I did a bad job. This one was... But you cooked. I didn't cook. No, no, no. So I cooked. The recipe was right. I followed the instructions the right way. I had... I made garlic fettuccine. So it was no type of cheese, no dairy at all. It was garlic dairy-free fettuccine. I followed the recipe to a T, but I had too many noodles. Mm -hmm. I had I, I had spinach noodles and I had four bags. So really I only needed two bags. Because yeah. really you couldn't see the sauce. So <laughs> I did good. And but I also went to work. I took something to work and I had like some um it's like some some tomato sauce and I yeah. put it in there and it tasted good with it. Okay. But still, uh, you know, I yeah, we ended up throwing away the whole pot, but yeah, it's okay. It's, it's fine. fine. We, we, we always food over here. So. Yeah, we always waste food. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, my energy, I feel better. So I've been, I've been going back and forth as far as if, do I have a cold or am I feeling what it's like to have allergies Jesus. again because Georgia's pollen is crazy, I guess. So mm -hmm. that's why I sound like this. So I have been dealing with that, and I just really don't like to feel like I'm not 100%. Mm -hmm. 
So it's weird, and I really hope this is a cold and not allergies, because I can deal with someone being a cold more than I can deal with this being allergies in the air, and I'm not in control of that. Okay. Um, yeah, and so I don't have very, like, really, like, huge life updates. Uh, I know TikTok likes me more than Instagram does, so that's great. Uh- that's wonderful. <laughs> she's, been blo- she's been doing a great job of content. <laughs> I've been lazy with the content the past year, and she's been doing a wonderful job picking up. Yeah. No, TikTok loves me. So I'm like, I just probably is going to stay on TikTok because I don't know. IG is bougie is what I realized. Um, And then uh, my- You you know, I think you know what it is. With IG, it's everybody you know. So they go, oh, they're, oh, it's just Megan posting again. Oh, it's Megan posting again. True. TikTok is nothing but strangers. That is so true. And they're like, who is this wonderful person that I don't like, know? Oh, she's so great. She's so wonderful. She's funny. Her life looks funny. awesome. <laughs> I am not funny. Yeah, your at friends all. over here, like, oh, Megan's posting again. It's like, oh, whatever. It's just Megan Gray. <laughs> yeah. So, so forget y'all. I wish I would be on board, but I wish you well. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I'm going to give myself as a partner this past week. I think. You've been doing better. You've been, you've been very hard on yourself the past couple of weeks. I have. Yeah. I've given, I pretty much have given myself like a failing grade at this point in time. Yeah. I've had, I did a C and B. I think I, I think I'll do an A. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I'm doing better at trying to listen more. Okay. Y'all, one day Greg in the car yelled at me because it's like, you never listen. That's how I sounded. It sounded no, like I, I sound it like sounded I was singing. It sounded like I was singing. Because <laughs> he don't. But no, I, 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 to be real, I can understand because I'm very, I am very hard headed and everything. And the thing of it is, I have my own mindset. So sometimes Megan is talking and in my mind she's not paying attention to me even though she's giving me what i want i just don't want to i don't want to hear what she's saying so my interpretation is you don't listen to me (laughs) and really it's like she really just i really just didn't feel like hearing what she was saying i wasn't feeling what she was saying at all so that's really what it is Uh, yeah so (laughs) so yeah i i say i'm i'm hitting an a okay and oh and i made him some plant-based ice cream as well oh my god he loves so love it stay tuned well if you're on tiktok you'll see it on I don't t- know if, I'm gonna if put you're it on, on tiktok but <laughs> yeah whatever stay tuned for that <laughs> jerks all right so let's get into our next segment greg what's happening all right what's happening <laughs> there is no limit to what but you I'm can fun. achieve with a little hard work and dedication right right so my first part is amisha williams holiday becomes the first HBCU player drafted into the WNBA since 2002. Ooh. Yes, that's right. Jackson State University has has had a lot of eyes on them since NFL legend Deion Sanders became the coach of the Tigers football team in September 2020. However, football isn't the only sport that JSU is excelling in, and you can thank basketball player Amisha Williams-Holiday for that. According to CNN, Amisha has become the first HBCU player to be drafted into the WNBA in 20 years. The college senior was selected in the third round, 25th overall, by the Indiana Fever on Monday night. In a statement to CNN, Amisha said, it's an honor, a dream come true, and a blessing to be able to be a part of history and to be able to open doors for our HBCU community. Being a trailblazer feels amazing, but there is so much more to accomplish. And I just want to say I'm excited because this just shines light that HBCUs are great. This is even besides football. 
this is besides because I know everybody's been on the train of football players need to stop going to Alabama, stop going to Georgia, stop going mm-hmm. to Texas, Oklahoma, you know, Michigan, Ohio schools. State. We need to start going to our, our black colleges that's been here. Because back in the 80s and 90s, all the greats went to HBCUs. Yeah. Steve Nash, Walter Payton, Jerry Rice. The list just continues to go on. And ever since then, they've been building these powerhouse with these, you know, PWIs. Mm-hmm. Alabama's top one. Ohio State's one of them. Michigan, USC, Texas. Always these top PWIs that get the best players that come from these teams, like these schools like Houston, you know, Dallas, you know, uh, places in Florida, places in Georgia, places in Alabama, where all these black kids decide, well, I'm not going to go to the school that's like, have people that look just like me. I'm going to go to PWI. So it's great. But now... This young lady has stepped up, and she has been really – She they won a SWAC championship this past year. I think they went – they were in the tournament, but they lost, I think, first or second round. But she stepped up, and she's one of the first players yeah. in history to be – first players in history since 2002 to be drafted into the WNBA out of the HBCU. So we want to congratulate her. Also, Ooh, I want to say that I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm impressed because I know women after childbirth are just awesome no matter what. But she does have a son, I believe, is two years old. And that's another piece of, like, everybody's like, well, not only is she been killing it in school, she's been killing on the court, but she's also a mother, and she's a great example for her son. So we want to congratulate you, you, Amisha, for doing all these things. And we pray that you have a great career. We play, like, just just more accomplishments. I'm praying for an MVP in the future. I want people to see, oh, she came from Jackson. She came from HBCU. She's an MVP. Oh, okay, maybe I should uh head over there. So yeah, we we really do congratulate you and we wish you much success. So you want to know somebody that fumbled the bag? Yes, <laughs> I caught Megan in mid yawn. <laughs> Am I boring you? <laughs> so please, y'all, I, y'all know who this lady is. I I can't say her name for the life of me. All these years I've known her, Garcelle Boevius explains <laughs> she ended brief that. romance with Will Smith after his son referred to her as Miss Jada and turned down a vacation with Michael Jordan in the 90s. Back in the gap, these celebs had it going on. Honey, they were foo la la in great fancy. We're going to call it fans because she is fancy off the Jamie Foxx show and um, had a few things to say about her romantic experiences from the 90s. So she had a quick fling with Will Smith and when her when his son like basically called him her Miss Jada, she mm-hmm. bounced. Then she had a quick fling with Michael B. Michael B. Jordan. I'm sorry, with Michael Jordan, basketball star Michael Jordan. And my I didn't even know because I don't watch the real. I'm, I really don't watch the real. Not mm-hmm. it's not shade to, towards her. I just never watch it. My wife actually heard what. You know, you told me what she said when she was on the show, I guess, about Michael Jordan. Well, no, no, no. Oh, Breakfast so, Club. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Breakfast not, not, Club. Not the real. I'm so, sorry. Garcelle, just so people don't, because, I mean, people, some people probably don't watch Jamie We call, Fox we show. call, yeah. But well, a lot of people know her as fancy. She's fancy though. from Jamie Foxx's show. She's on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's doing more lady. other things. And yeah. she was the last talk show host to replace Samara on the Real. Right. So, that's, if you see, know any of those shows, you'll know who she is. But, yeah, so she was just on The Breakfast Club, and she talked about how her experience with meeting Michael Jordan and then going on the date eventually. So she had she was told that she's going to be doing a photo shoot with this basketball player, and she said, okay. So And so she's, like, she's a Haitian-American, so she came over here 
from Haiti with her mom. So right. she really like wasn't really that. She don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I like, can understand what American that culture is. And she calls her brother and tells him that, yeah, I'm doing some photo shoot tomorrow with this guy named Michael Jordan. And then she said her brother was like, what? Huh? You're with who? And then she said, I could tell on the phone that he was really excited about this person. <laughs> it was so cute. And so then she uh, tells Charlamagne, so yeah, we get to the shoot. And I mean, it was great. He was like really nice and kind. And we ended up going on a date. And she's like, he was like great, like a great conversationalist and stuff like that. And But I mean, that's kind of like where it ended. <laughs> wow. And then he's like, okay, so that was it. You just passed on Michael Jordan. <laughs> no second wow. date. Wow. Like. So everybody in the comments, this is on Shade Room. Everybody in the comments is like, so you, basically you fumbled the bag twice. That's all we want. That's that's all we want to know. But yeah, so wow, that's that's crazy. That's that's something that you would never expect. Like all this, all these '90s stuff is just coming out of nowhere. Yeah, the things in the '90s that like art, the superstars now, the celebs, you know, rappers, singers, movie stars players now they tell you everything mm -hmm. but the ones back in the 90s they just hid everything because we're just now finding all this yeah, stuff but they're out. also in social media for that's us to true find out as that well. is true so yeah oh one thing you know she said the jamie fox show she got paid i think she said 17 dollars a day yeah i heard How that. they used to not get paid anything they used to not get paid anything. that's crazy when your name is on the name when your name is on the show you're the one getting paid just yeah. like martin i know a lot of them weren't getting paid top dollar but if your name is Martin Lawrence, yeah. you're getting paid the big time. So I know Jamie Foxx was getting paid. But back in the day, too, they, they, there was endorsements. A lot of times they didn't complain because there were endorsements, oh, yeah. there were everything else. So they didn't complain. But now people are like, I want top dollar even if I'm like a fourth character on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Back I mean, then it, it propelled wasn't like, her career. Yeah. yeah. So, in, so, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, whatever. So also somebody who we thought... Fumbled the bag, babe. We all thought ASAP Rocky. It it. We all we all thought ASAP Rocky fumbled the bag. Wait, why? What happened with him? So apparently there was a rumor going around that him and Rihanna broke up and there was a cheating scandal. So oh. Rihanna ASAP ASAP Rocky cheating and breakup rumors are untrue. Source tells. There's a story buzzing around Rihanna and ASAP Rocky split because he cheated on her, but a source directly connected to both artists who are regularly interact regular interaction with them tells TMZ neither the breakup claim or the cheating is true. The story that circulating claims Rihanna called it quits with ASAP after she caught him cheating with shoe designer Amina Madi. Madi does have a connection to Riri. She's a shoe designer for Rihanna's Fenty brand. Our source first said 100% false on both counts and then added 1 million percent not true. They're fine. So then there's another part that's connected to it. There's a, there is the actual person who literally threw out there that mm -hmm. he's the one that started the rumor. Uh, says the man who tweeted and started the Rihanna and ASAP Rocky breakup rumor apologizes for his actions. Hi, all. So I'd like to address the situation last night. I made a dumb de decision to tweet some information I had received. I'm not going to talk about sources, blame others for a, a discussion that was started, etc. because at the end of the day, I made the decision to draft that tweet, press send, and put that out with my name on it. So I'd like to formally apologize to all parties I involved with my actions and for my reckless tweets. I fully accept consequences of my, of my actions for my tweets and 
any harm they cause. I had no excuse for it. I've been way too, ra- I'm not going to read the rest anyways. So <laughs> <laughs> that was long. So I don't care what happens to him. That's not, that's not the discussion. My discussion was everybody in the entire world. Cause I, I remember I was at work and somebody said, you seen this on uh, the shade room? It was one of the guys I work with. I looked on the shade room and I saw there were rumors of ASAP Rocky and Rihanna splitting and literally everybody in the room looked at each other like, that's not true. Yeah. We didn't even. It didn't even come out that it was it, that it was untrue. We all looked at you. That's not true. Because we all looked at you. Who fumbles the bag? Like, <laughs> yes, it's Jay Z did it to Beyonce, but Jay Z's a millionaire by himself. Hold on, I know y'all gonna say Jay Z's a millionaire by himself, and he still did cheat on Beyonce, and that. But that's a fumble in the bag too. Even though you're a millionaire, that's still fumbling the bag. But this ain't said Rocky. He's not on Jay Z money or status of like fame and fortune. This is Rihanna. He's not on Rihanna's status. Yeah. So <laughs> I know he, every man in he the world. He better be happy to be there. Every man in the world <laughs> is sitting there like, wow. I know every, every, un, every normal man in the world is sitting there. I know he didn't do it. I know he didn't do it. He, he, he's with Rihanna. There, there, there's no breakup. Then it came out a couple hours later. Oh, this, the source is untrue. It's just a rumor. I was like, of course. <laughs> yeah. We all was just sitting up here like, Absolutely. duh. We just went with our day like, it's not true. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, that's real talk. He did not fumble that bag. Who fumbles mm. the bag? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that is my Greg was hadn't. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if it's not like I'm very energetic right now, I just left the gym, so that's why. Oh, he just wants everyone to know, like, yeah, I just worked out, so I'm like, I just worked out. I'm getting fine. I'm over here getting it. It's a what hot about, boy summer. I'm over here getting it. What about y'all? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I was watching TV and um, eating, eating popcorn, so yeah. uh, I'm, I'm back on it tomorrow. Anyways. But speaking of watching TV, so, Ugh. oh my gosh, so I don't know if y'all have noticed, to so get into our, you know, taboo topic of the day is that there has been this influx of all of these married relationship shows Jesus. in media on TV. I mean, it started with Married at First Sight and like now I'm addicted to that show and then then it comes like Love is Blind, which is on Netflix and now there's a show called Pit a Ring on it which has been here for a while. And then there's also The Ultimatum, which is also made for the producer of Love is Blind. And then there's this other show that came out now. It's called Marry Me Now. And first of all, before we get into it, how do you feel about all of these marriage shows? Because there's so many. That's why I, I didn't even name all of them. How do you like truly feel about them? I hate it <laughs> with a passion. I formally do not like, I don't like reality TV. You know, I've told you, I do not mm-hmm. mess with reality TV. One show, only one, no, no, no. There are two shows in my life that I watched reality TV that I said, okay, I'll sit and watch this. That was Flavor of Love, but who didn't watch Flavor of Love? Yeah. Everybody watched Flavor of Love. Flavor of Love. Yeah, no, 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 no. There's three. <laughs> There's three. I'll say three. Well, does game shows count? Fear Factor? Is Fear Factor like a reality game show? Um, yeah, I guess so. Well, I watched Fear Factor. I love. I used to love Fear Factor because it was like, okay, this is because they were actually I really put Fear Factor in that category. But it's it's, it's it's more of a game show. Well, the reason why I say Fear Factor is because like other game shows, there were game shows that was like, okay, these people are just do, playing a game. Fear Factor, they were actually like in harm. Yeah. So that's why I say that's real. Like the stuff I seen for like, no, okay. that's real. I'd yeah, be scared. That's true. So I I count it. So yeah, Fear Factor and just. One of the other one and three was uh, Married at First Sight. 
Yeah. Yeah, Married at First Sight. It was the, the one where they were in New Orleans, yeah, right? Yes, New Orleans. That was the only show that I because I was like, okay, this is actually interesting because it really was interesting because mm-hmm. it was like three couples that we all had betted on. Like me and Megan were like, that they're gonna make it and they're not gonna make it, and they turned the script. The couple we thought was gonna make it didn't make it, <laughs> and then the couple that made it that we thought wasn't gonna make it, they end up they're still married and yeah. they love each other. I'm like, what? <laughs> They hated each other yeah. the entire show. Then literally, like one episode for it, so they started to be like, "All right, I guess you're cool." Then right when it came to the decision, yeah, we can stay married. All right, cool. <laughs> and I'm just like, that was easy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So. So I hate him. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, uh, obviously, I'm obsessed with relationships and marriage yeah, and just, just things love. that make you know people better and people. So I don't know. I'll probably be a relationship life coach within the next year or so. Put in atmosphere, but so I love it because I love learning about humans and just figuring out what, why does this not work? Why is it? Why did? Why are relationships this way? Or why do people make it seem like it's so hard? So it's with this show, Marry Me Now. So first, okay, the ultimatum on Netflix. If you haven't watched that, you should. So quickly about that is just like the ultimatum made by the same producers, Love Is Blind. So they just have what they do is they have like five couples come where they. Um, at least one person's given the other person ultimatum that either you marry me right, either you after this experience you propose to me and we get married, or I'm leaving. And so that's the basis of that show. And the idea is that you find out if you're truly meant to be with your partner by dating other people, because they end up dating other couples for like three weeks, and then they go on to then like live with their actual person they came with, and the end they figure out they want to stay together. So I'm not gonna spoil any of that, but. I will say out of all the reality shows, Ultimatum is one I really actually like because that one was more so realistic and it just made sense as what turned out. So this other show, Marry Me Now, what this is, show is, is that it has, there. it's the woman. So normally it's like the woman. She is working with this life coach named Rebecca and they're, idea is that they're trying they they want to propose to their boyfriend and uh, mm-hmm. these girls have been in this relationship with this guy for like two to almost like seven years sometimes and like they've not been proposed to and they're kind of just like okay they the idea is that they're planning the wedding in three days with the life coach going and telling like the guy's family they don't let the man know. He knows he's on TV, so they'll tell him, like, oh, we're, like, on a home improvement show. Lie so to he, me. <laughs> yeah, so he knows he's on TV, but they're behind their back, they're actually planning the wedding. And so then the girl, they end up standing in front of the guy, and they ask him, the guy, they'll marry them. And then he, he says, yes. They say, okay, well, can you marry me now? Meaning, like, we're going to get married today because they already planned the wedding in three days, and all your family's here, and we're all going to do it. Okay, so... There's one episode that we watched in like, and I think that it's just like very real because I feel like a lot of people I know have dealt with things like this or, or women, women have just, I don't know. I don't like the idea of giving someone ultimatum or the idea of a woman feeling like, I don't want to say woman, the idea of just like woman, man, whatever. The idea of just feeling like you have to convince someone to be with you or convince someone to marry or take the next step forward with you of what you feel like is natural. Right. So for this couple, if you want to watch the episode. Jesus Christ. It's like, it's called the Angela and Melquin episode. She made me watch it. 
and <laughs> yes, yeah. So was, and so was, basis of them. So this this couple has been together since junior high. Jesus. They have so it's a total of like seven years that they've actually like been um, partners and dating together. They have three kids together. They live together. They pretty much have built a whole life together. And so in the beginning, the life coach Rebecca asks Angela, she says, okay, so y'all have all this stuff. Why are y'all not married? Like, what is it? Have you not talked to him about, about what's going on? Why have y'all not gone there? And she said, she's kind of and the girl, Angela, she's kind of timid and like timid women. I'm sorry. It's just, it irks me. And I, I try not to be that way, but just women are timid and talk with their head down. I'm just like, what is going on? We need to figure out what's going on with self-esteem. So she's like one of those people who kind of like balls up into a ball. And so she says, well, I mean, I, I used to ask him a lot and then it kind of felt like I was bugging him. So I really just don't want to keep asking because I want to keep bugging him about it. And that was red flag for me right there. I said, bugging him. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> What do you mean? And so pretty much what's happening is that she's going through the motions and she's like, she goes and tells her mom. And so Greg, I think this, I don't know. I just want to hear what your feelings about it. So how do you feel about, cause you said it was asinine. Like it, it's asinine. asinine. <laughs> you said it's asinine for her to be doing this. Okay. Why do you feel that way? Leave that nigga. I'm sorry. No. Oh my gosh. Like real talk, you didn't even tell them how long that you did say how long they were together. They were seven together years. for seven years. Ain't no way in hell. I'm a woman. Ain't no, ain't no way. Ain't no way. You, you aren't bugging me. You're just more like, all right. I'm not. Oh, I was gonna ask you. You're, this. you're like, oh, you say, oh yeah, just, save it. Just answer my question. Oh, okay, okay. Why no, do you just, feel like it, it is was just asinine? asinine? Because I just feel like y'all are already married in a way. Mm -hmm. Like you got. A house, well, they got an apartment or a house. It they doesn't matter. They got a house together. They got, got a, a house. They got a whole house together. Three kids. Your name is on a whole mortgage with each other. You have three kids with each other. You go around. It's not like you you're hiding each other. Y'all go out in public holding hands. Why not just get married? And she had like a ring on her ring finger, and he had one too. Like he had just like I guess they they just wear the rings. Yes. They, so you they, don't feel uncomfortable, I'm guessing. Yeah. So people will ask, "Oh, is that your, is that your?" Sentence? I bet you they tell each other. Oh, yeah, that's my wife. I bet. I oh, bet I'm sure you. they do. I, that I, would be awkward. I know people who aren't married that go around. Oh, yeah, that's my wife. Oh, that's my husband. We. I know people that actually do that in real life. Mm -hmm. I know actually, like I actually know them personally that people do that. So I know they do that. They have the rings on their ring fingers and everything. I know they go out and say, "Oh, that's my wife." That's my husband. Yeah. Because they don't want the un the uncomfortable truth of people saying, oh, y'all been together for seven yeah, years? Yeah, you have three kids. You have three kids. So why are you not married? Oh, nah, it's, it's just ass night because <laughs> I'm just like, nah, man, like, there's no way I'm about to be with, as a, if I was a woman, there's no mm -hmm. way I would be with somebody for seven years and for them not to say something to me as in them wanting to marry me. And then as a man, I would not, and I, and I get it. Cause no matter how no matter how much we change in this world, there's one thing that everybody keeps on saying that will not happen. We we will not make people men will not make the whole women proposing to them thing a, a normal thing. Mm -hmm. No matter how much the world has changed where it comes to accepting, you know, you know, gender roles not being a thing no more, where it's not, you know, everybody's accepting um the different sexualities and people are 
people are trying to be equal of races. No matter how much the world changes, a woman proposing to a man is something that the world's still not accepting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in my mind, gonna... I, I just don't accept that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think so. Just the, the basis. We're speaking from, like, heterosexual relationships. Like, right. this, it's kind of weird. Right. So, <laughs> okay. So, for for me, for us... You, because I've you've said before that you kind of got like annoyed with me asking or hinting to you that okay, you know I'm ready to get proposed. You're like, where's my ring? Or so, what's what's happening next and stuff. So, how what what were your feelings during that time? So to be honest, do do you feel like I forced you? No. Or pressured you into no think no, about no, no, it for no, an no, answer. No, 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 no. Or pressured you into proposing to me at oh. the time that like I felt like I wanted to or I was ready. Oh, I, I had time to think about this. No, you didn't force me and, and pressure me because overall, I told you when I first, when we were dating, I told you when I first met you, I was like, that's, that's my wife. I'm going to marry her. So I knew for the fact that I was going to marry you. My whole point was, I how, didn't, wait, so the excuse, how did you know? How did you know that was your wife? When I first met you, it was like, I, I felt like we, we were friends first. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't no, hey, you know, so, you know, <laughs> you know we're going to get together again or, <laughs> you know, this and that. It was more of a, we actually dug deep in the conversation and we first met. Like I was telling you things that I would tell somebody that I dated probably like four months into talking to them. So we immediately built emotional intimacy. We, yes. We already had like broken down so many barriers. Mm-hmm. Like we even talked about our past, we even talked about our past relationships on our first date. Mm-hmm. And I never talk about my past relationships like to a girl until like probably months later. So the fact that I did that with you was like, I already broke down a barrier already. There was already a wall that was not there anymore. So I'm like, wow, I've already dug deep into the closet. I don't, mm-hmm. What else can I tell you? And I could laugh with you. I could be myself around you. So I knew from the fact that if I'm comfortable around you from the first day, and I I, I I said it in my head, but then I was like, to really know was when you were comfortable. Like the first time we spent the entire day together and you were just comfortable driving around with me. Like you had no makeup on. You were in <laughs> a big t-shirt with some short, some baggy shorts with your glasses on, no contacts. And we were just like friends. We were just like, we were not dating. We weren't dating at this time. We were just friends. We were just driving around Galveston. I was like, wow, yeah. I like her. I can't, I really can't wait till she stops saying we're friends. Cause I really want to be with her now. <laughs> so I knew. That's why I look like that. I was just like, I don't care what he thinks I look like. Yeah. I was like, this is sex. This is kind of sexy. I never had that. I was like, this is kind of sexy. I like this. But all in all, I didn't feel pressured from you. Because I knew that I wanted to be with you. So once we dug into our relationship, we a year went by. We had been dating for a year. I was like, I'm going to marry her. I know this. I know for a fact. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. And when you were telling me, all right, you know, because the whole point was for you to finish school. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. That was, That's why I knew there was no pressure. I knew I was going to propose to you. But I caught you when you had like, what, two and two years left of school? Yeah, I said, so I told him that... I, he could not propose to me while I was in school. I said, I need exactly. to finish school. And I, that, that was the, that was the, the point. So I knew I'm going to propose to you when you graduate. That was the whole point. So when you graduated, I didn't wait no longer. You graduated. And then 10 minutes later, I proposed. Yes. So yes, I did exactly what I knew I was going to okay, do. Okay. But I feel like you've said one time that. Oh, I got tired of you asking. 
It wasn't a pressure though. Or like the timing. I feel like because you had told me no, that you were gonna do I, it during the holidays. Yes. So you, you proposed to me in August hey, of 2020. Hold on. Hold on. August to December. That is not a long thing. That's not long. That's just a couple months. I old. did not want to wait that long. I but hold, but that. wait, but wait. <laughs> Let me finish. You asked the question. <laughs> August to December is not long. It's long to you, but it's not real. That's just four months. August, September, October, November. That's five months away. That's still after you graduated. That's not long after you graduated. I had a plan. It was a cliche because, I mean, it was just cute. I wanted, to gra- I wanted to propose to you during Christmas. But the pandemic hit. You can walk the stage. You cry- I remember you cried. You, mm-hmm. were in, you were devastated for like three days because you mm-hmm. were like, I planned this. My dad was going to throw a whole party. Yeah, we're going to rent party. out a beach house, all these things. And then I sat there and was like, nope, I got to do it now. I got to propose on her graduation. Like, and then it's, it just adds up because it's like, oh, I, you told me to wait till after you graduated. Boom, here it is. I didn't get tired of you asking me to propose. I got tired of you showing me rings. <laughs> That's what I was getting here. I was like, I, I got it. I got it. Then when I'd have, look, I'd have the ring in my head that I wanted to give you because I knew this what you want. You show me another one. Then you show me another one. So I'm like, which one do you want? <laughs> I got to the point where I, I asked your best friend, who is like our sister now. I asked her, like, you think she'd like this one? She would. She's no, not that one. You think she'd like this one? No, she she won't like that one. What about this one? Yes, she's gonna like that one, Greg. I, I absolutely <laughs> love that one. So after after that, every ring you showed me after that, I was like, I don't care. I already picked the ring now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't get tired of you asking me to propose. I got tired of you showing me rings. I was like, oh my okay. God. So you don't feel like I forced or pressured you nope. because you knew in your mind that I was already your wife. So when I got tired of you asking me was when I already bought the ring. The ring was in my pocket. I'm not my pocket. The ring was in the closet at my aunt and grandmother's house. So when you were asking me during that time, I was like getting tired because I was like, I just wish August would just hurry up because I got the ring. <laughs> That's where the irritation came from. That's probably what you're talking about because I was sitting there like, God, please just. Well, no, I'm saying that you as a man, you knew. I knew. It wasn't a question or doubt. No. Did you ever feel that before me with somebody, honestly, that you feel like you were ready to marry and propose to them? Yes. Okay. The very very first person I ever fell in love with, that the person that broke my heart. If you listen to season one, I've talked about my past And now, how old were you when this? I was like 18, 17, 18. Okay, so this is very young. I was young. I mean, and then I, I ended up messing with this person off and on through the years until a certain year, and I was like, I'm done. I think it was like 2015, 2016. I was like, I'm done. I can't do this no more. So why did you feel like that person was your wife? I was, I was just, just in like, love. Oh, okay. I was in love. It was the first time being in love. And then I, she, then we broke up, and then we got back together. And I was like, "Well, it got to be fate because you're my high school sweetheart, so we should be together." Okay. That's that's what it was. So then, okay. Well, all right. So you answered the question, but you kind of didn't because I'm I'm wanting you what to question? like dig deeper. What question? Because I feel my thing is that as a woman, I was a man already has his mind made up okay. he has his mind made up and i just know i've i've had friends in like i that go through the situation of they've been with somebody for all this time they're ready to get married 
they're ready to take the next step. They already live together and they just feel like they're stuck and they feel like they're being annoying or nagging to continuously ask this guy to take the next step, but he's not doing it. And I'm saying, I sit there and say, well, there's something behind that. So either like he does not want to be with you. He does not want you to be his wife. He does not see you in that way. Or, or, or then sometimes there's the other half Then some people just like are very fearful of marriage. But I'm saying is that a man knows he wants. So you as a woman should not have to give somebody an ultimatum or push them into or like, you shouldn't have to do that. So what are, you trying, you, what are you trying to give me the answer? Like how, how did you? How did I know you were it? Like I made it my mind. Yes. Well, like no one had to force you into that. No, because we, you had your mind, you have guys no. that are friends. So how do y'all like, what do you talk about as far as like, you know, like what could you give insight to somebody that who's a woman who's probably in a situation where their guy's just not doing it. Like, what would you say to that? Would you say they just don't want to be with them? Well, that's the thing. You got to also realize, y'all all, if you know me, you know I'm the guy that loves, loves love. I'm a hopeless romantic. My mindset is, yes, I was in the streets at one point. Yes, there was a time where I said, well, you know, forget it. I'll just play around for a bit before I give somebody my time. There was a brief moment of that. But everybody that I'm close with, every friend that I have, every person of interest, everybody that's ever known me always will always say, Greg is not a streets person. He's a person that literally is the person to be with somebody. Anybody you ever met was like, Greg was not meant for the streets. My family has told you. My, my, my sisters have said, yeah, he tried to be out there, but it's not, it wasn't. He's not like built like that. Because I would even be in the streets and would bring women home. And that's how my sisters would be like, yeah, you're not meant for the streets because you keep bringing random women home. Like, we supposed to be like, you like you playing with them, but you're also like, yeah, I want to see where this goes. Yeah, but if I was with, if I'm with my boys and they're playing, I would tell them, like, stop wasting time. I'm the real, I'm when I'm with my friends, I'm the realist of not the realest person they ever met, but I'm the realistic person. So if they're playing around, if I if, if I got friends that are just in the streets, I just uh, you're in the streets, do your thing. But if I have friends that are actually with someone and they're playing around, I would tell them straight up, you probably need to slow down. You probably need to really take a step back and look because you got a good person on your side. You've been with them for like what two years, three, three years now, whatever. It's probably best that you start seeing. If, is it best that I stay with them, or is it best that I actually, you know, take off? Because there's a lot of playing going on. So I am that person that will that does that. So yes, we've talked about this before. I'm, that's just who I am. I'm a hopeless romantic. Yeah, I need to get a guy on here who's not. You need to like get somebody you. who's a dog. Because <laughs> uh, you, I not, really the, do. The answer you really is just... like podcast friends. Let me talk to y'all. Y'all know who I am. <laughs> So uh, Megan's trying to get me to answer a qu the question the way she wants me to answer. I am lame, okay? I am. I love anime. I hang. When I was in high school, I was a I was a varsity football player that hung out with the band and theater kids. But I was also one of the guys that played ball and like didn't mind being around the I guess the quote unquote. Yeah, cool you're the table. Russell. I'm the, I, I'm lame. I'm I am you corny. I'm I am Russell Wilson. I'm, I'm corny <laughs> as hell. I I take that as a compliment. Now I know you weren't saying it in a bad way. I'm taking it as a compliment because I I love being who I, I don't have to change who I'm around nobody. I don't got to be like yeah for real though. You know what I'm saying, dog? Hey yeah, you already know what it is. Let me talk. I'm not like that. I'm the hey, what's going on, guys? 
hey, how's everybody doing today? Oh, how was your day? How was your week? Yeah. That's who I am. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick be- break, and then we'll be right back. All right. With your permission, I just want to spend a little time with you. Oh, come on, give me that green light. <laughs> you can let your hair back down. <laughs> Only if it feels right. Only if it feels right. Yeah. Give me that green light. Oh, that, that was different. I need you. <laughs> so give me that green light with your permission. I don't think that's how that song. I know. I'm. I'm giving the quick version. Oh, okay. You want me to sing the whole song? I. I just uh, the cadence oh, is different. Oh, I was confused. It's just like a different rendition. I don't know. Give me that Anyways, we are back, and so we're back. We're back. We're back. I. Uh, okay, so Greg, I guess what I'm trying to ask you is that provide insight into the man's perspective as far as like knowing whenever you're ready, like as a woman. How could you understand how could you understand where a man is at on this journey? Okay, so I think I kind of understand now because it, it took me a while. Then I, during the break, we kind of looked at each other like she was like, it's not what I'm trying to get to. Like, <laughs> I don't understand what you're trying to get to. I'm different. Go I'm deeper. I don't know. I'm not a I've never been a dog before. So I don't know how to answer this <laughs> but question. But you are a man who know who knew so when he was ready. I will say there is one phrase that every man has ever every man that knows they want to marry a woman. Or before they actually married a woman, uh, uh, proposed to the woman, they know this phrase. And every man's about to be like, you bitch. You didn't have to say that out loud. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to curse. You had to say that out loud. Here it is. I want to marry her, but I want to get my funds right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I want to marry the her. Cop but cop-out answers. That's the cop-out. The, the, a man knows they want to marry you, but they'll say, oh, yeah, when I, you know, when I get into my career. When I get the job that I want, when I make, I'm start trying to get money. financially stable. I'm trying to, yes, yes, yes. I'm trying to move up in my in my job before I look for all. No, the what the answer? I the 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 phrase that the guy said on this episode of that show you just showed. Marry me, me now. Yes, marry me now. He said I was looking for the ring that you want that you liked. Yeah. Okay. So that part in the show. So. Here it is now. We're back to talking about Angela Melquin. She's now pro- proposed to him and stuff. Okay, in background, Melquin has one of those mothers who want to marry their sons themselves. Like Basically. She's very overbearing mother and thinks that, I don't know, all up in his relationship. Grown man, though, with three kids uh, with this girl. Yes. So, Angela, they're in a the car. Like he, She proposed to him. He was very surprised. He said yes, but it was kind of a very hesitant yes. So now they're in a car. They're on the way to the wedding. Well, no, to marry her, I will say to marry when she asked him to marry her, he said yes quick. He was hesitant on the oh today. Yeah, that's, that's what he looked. He was like, I think yeah, I think that's the mind beat, the like, mind bleep. He was like, like what? They're just like, oh, we're doing it today, right now. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but I think they have to do that. That's what makes the show more interesting. That they're saying we we got to do it today or never. But but then again, a question is that. What are we waiting for? You're seven years, three kids later. What, what are we waiting on? What is later? What is later? What is later? So, so, so yeah. So they're in a car, and then he's talking to her, to Angela, and then Melquin says that you know, um, he's like, I, I was just like, I was already planning to do this soon, and she looked at him and said, you know, what is, 
what is soon? What is what your you, soon? What were you waiting on? <laughs> if, if like no, she wait. He waited for her to actually bust the move. Then he went to. Oh, I was gonna do it. Yeah, I was planning to do it very soon. And she's and then she said years? Question mark. What is soon? And he said, Well, what do you say about the the? He ring? was like, Well, I I wanted to get like a ring that I know you'd like. Yeah, it's just like. She don't care about that ring. At the beginning of the episode, the life coach asked her, she said, you seem the woman who, like, you could care. It was just a simple gold band on your finger. You don't care. She said, yeah, I really, it's, it's not about that. I ring. just want to get married. She's like, I'm just ready to get married. I just need this I've man. Had three, I put three people out of my vagina for this man. <laughs> and so, so it's just like, he was saying that. It was just so, and it, it made me upset because I could see her kind of shrinking in that like moment. Like, her whole, it's like, her soul dropped like she is like she was beyond she was between two answers like do we really waste all this time and you were about to or you're just saying this because i just did it before you yeah that's that's where her mind i, I could tell her mind was going what is going on right mm-hmm. now yes literally and so in that moment it was just very it was just annoying to me because like him what are you waiting for with that? What, are you what waiting is the hold for? up? Love me you like guys you already live together. You already have planned and built a life together. So I just don't get what the hold up is. Like what truly can be holding up that point? And so with her, to fast forward the story, they don't end up getting married that day. He comes into after his mom, his mother goes into the groom suite and she was just, she was too much. I, if you want to laugh, please watch this Jesus. episode. Because you will see what I'm talking about, this mother. She comes in and she's telling him, like, I just don't like that, you know, she did it this way. I feel like she's forcing you and she's disrespectful to you. She said, you are, you a good man. You a good man, son. And um, you need to be sure you have somebody who respects you. All this stuff I'm saying, like, girl, you're not in the relationship. This lady has had three babies by your son. Stop talking about he's a good man. He ain't married this girl. And it's been seven years. Like, no, that is not what that is not what we're calling a good man. And just like, and I, and just as a her as a mother trying to get him relationship advice, but her relationship with his husband, with her, his father has failed. You're I just think that you are just not good. We gotta stop trying to get advice from people who are not doing well in their own state of mind life. It's just like stop getting advice from those people, y'all. People who don't have good relationships. They're not putting out good injuries into the world. People who aren't married trying to give you some advice, like, you don't know what it is, so stop doing that. And so it's just he claims that he didn't let his mom get into his ear, but he eventually goes into, like, the bridal suite, and he tells her, I forgot what he said. It was something. It was like, I'm just, like, you know, still just, you know, kind of confused with mm-hmm. everything. And I just want to like say, I just really think today is a bad idea. Yeah. Like, just, just not today. He kept saying like the, this is, this isn't the right way. The man is supposed to do it. Like the man's supposed to propose. Well, man, <laughs> why didn't you do it? It's like, well, okay. <laughs> yes. We all get that, but you didn't we do it. We, no, we know <laughs> you did not do it. So we're here now. She had to take the step for you. So you're embarrassed. Like, what is it? You now your ego is, being bleeped on because so, you didn't do it. I was it. just confused. I was like, and so what? yeah. So the girl, she sat there and she said, "You know what? No, like I don't want to see him. I'm gonna go away. Like I'm just gonna take my kids and go home." Which Please. is kind of weird because y'all have the same home. So Please. then they are talking about, "Oh, he can go back and go with his mama's house and all this different stuff." But anyways, end up they like to say like a quick, "What's happening?" Life now. update. At the yeah, end of the life show. update. 
they bought the the boys a puppy for Christmas, and oh, Angela is still waiting on Melquin to propose. So the girl stayed. Now, which, now let me paint a picture. She's very pretty. Oh, she is very girl. beautiful. But and like I said, the woman's body is a beautiful, beautiful, well oiled, just not machine. I want to say the right word. The woman's body is just a beautiful act of God because mm-hmm. the way y'all push our babies and keep going is just magnificent. She has three sons and looks like she probably looks, she looks like she works out every, not works out every day. Like she's not toned and muscular, but she looks like, Oh, her shape is nice. Yeah. She, she looks, lit, you wouldn't think that she had three. You kids. would not think she had a, <laughs> a child period. Yeah. So I'm just like, what? Like it's, and I, let me, and here's, let me tell you something here, here be, this is where the, the whole weirdo fact comes in. Not weirdo fact. The whole fact of it be the women be dogged by their, their, not fiance, their baby's father and blah, blah, blah for years because they're just in love with them and just don't know what to do. Then they finally, when they decide to leave them, here come this nice, because I'm not going to say they're beautiful, nice, nice, nice man who's ugly as hell and she'll accept them. Then we sit there like, why is she with this ugly man? Mm-hmm. And then you go, you go, oh, because her man wasn't, wasn't worth a dime and a nickel. Mm-hmm. And then this ugly man, she's like, well, he he listens to me. Then she figures out, oh, he really loves me. Oh, you want to get married? We've only been together for a year and a half. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I be. You realize how quickly this guy, this man realizes your worth. And I don't want to say anything bad about her because I don't know what that's like to have three kids by somebody and to have all that invested. There's in a lot of emotional ties. I know there's yeah, a lot like of emotional that's ties. Emotional ties, soul ties, I understand. Yeah, it's a lot. I, so it's, no, It would have been different if they didn't have no kids. It yes, was like, please Then I'm away. like, okay, girl, run. Please. But <laughs> it's just the fact that I just need us as women to understand we deserve more. Yes. We, are worth, we are worth what we want. And there is somebody out there who will provide – exactly what you want need what you didn't know you wanted that you needed and sometimes we got to stop messing with these people who are not are not that like they're not providing that for you and you're just blocking your blessing from your husband like there's like stop messing with these little boys that are blocking you from your husband yeah then megan showed me she come to find out this episode was filmed in houston and in my mind all i went with sister you know how many stepdaddies are in houston <laughs> sis it's, I I got some brothers. I got some people I know personally that uh, they just want to be with somebody. <laughs> I know somebody who probably got a ring right now. Like, hey, hey, I, 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 I married. It was good. So, okay, question. So why do you think that a lot of guys or people in general, like why do you think people are fearful of marriage? They're scared that that's it. What do you mean? They They feel like... I, I actually, now this, I actually have talked to somebody that, you know, had like they were at a point where they were, were single. They had been with some, uh, I think a person for a long time and it ended. And they say that the reason why they feel the fear, like he was not afraid to tell me this. Cause he said, yes, every man that doesn't marry the woman that they truly know that this is the woman God sent me. I've been with her for years and stuff like that. And I messed it up, whatever it was. They're fearful that this is the end. Like the, the whole the thing about a man is once a man is married, the realization, once a man proposes, the realization of knowing there can be nobody else but this woman for the rest of your life unless y'all decide to do some stuff in your relationship to bring other people in, but that's not my, that's not important. There's that that fear setting in of, oh, wow, I 
this is the only person I can be with for the rest of my life until death do us part. Mm-hmm. This is it. Or the fact of like, there may be that, that you, one thing that a lot of men do is they have this in their mind where something like everybody's in a relationship that has something that bothers them. Mm-hmm. Something about that person. Like it's whether they're, it's them being cleanly, they're, they're messy with, uh, around the house. Mm-hmm. They're naggy, whatever. But it doesn't. Something. But it all, yeah. There's always one thing. It doesn't bother them. It doesn't. And this is what he told me. It doesn't bother them until you propose or get ready to be married. Then you got. Then you're starting to realize, I got to deal with that for the rest of my life. Wow. And they let that one thing go. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And it becomes a big, 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 big problem. Mm-hmm. Like that's where it all set. That's that's where it sets in for a lot of men that are um, that are with somebody that don't want to get married right now, or are scared to get married, or to, they're ended a relationship that was a great relationship. That is a thing for a lot of men. Yeah. Okay. So why do you feel? Like you, so for me and you, I'm thinking I was never fearful of getting a marriage or the idea of marriage. So why do you feel like you weren't fearful of marriage? Was it a certain example that you had of it? Was it? It was an example. Why, why do you feel like you felt comfortable with the idea of marriage? Uh, I, I mean, well, I am a product of a two parent household, uh, two parent, two parent household. I'm sorry, household. Uh, my dad is deeply in love with my mom. You know, I, I've always, I've always even wondered because there's always been some people that always say, yeah, every man has that that thing that they do behind closed doors when their wife ain't look. I've always asked, like my dad, like, have you ever, have you ever, have you ever? My dad's always said, never, son, never, 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 never thought about it because I love your mom to the day I die. My mom has always said, yeah, there's never been an incident where your dad's ever done anything. Like, he's always respected me and loved me. And then I always look at the fact that my dad took. Like he took my mom with all his heart with her having three kids. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a thing that boom, boom, two kids. Oh. No, no, three, three. It was yeah, three. three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, it is possible. Men every day, marry women with multiple. Yeah. That's that what I'm saying. But he, that's the example. My dad loved mm-hmm. her, even though my mom did have baggage mm-hmm. in, in a quote, quote unquote baggage. Like that, that, you know, in this day society, it's called baggage. Back then it was just like, oh, she just has three kids. I can still marry her. Uh, now these days, it's a it's a thing to look look down upon. But I had that example. My grandpa was married to my grandmother for I I I'm not gonna tell you how long. I don't I don't know how long. But he loved her. I've seen I have examples of men loving their their wives in my mm-hmm. family and yeah. vice versa. So in my mind, I wasn't scared because I saw it firsthand. My dad taught me. My dad wasn't that. My dad was not that teacher where he went. You know, play around these streets a little bit before you da 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 son. He would always say, son, if you if you meet a girl, be respectful. So every girl that I've ever been with, I've always been respectful. You know, yeah. the relationship ended. I, it might have been because I was maybe at the time wasn't ready. At the time, I may have been too shy. At the time, I may have been this, this, that. Every relationship, I feel like in my eyes that I've had has groomed me in a way where I've learned something took something away I took something away I took something away I took something away so when I met you all of it was I know exactly what to do I know to talk when to talk and now I talk too much when you first met me I didn't talk too much shut up yeah what okay when I don't when I don't talk it's a problem exactly (laughs) it is why aren't you talking to me why are you are you mad what did I do (laughs) did I say something wrong (laughs) so 
I, I learned there's times when I should talk and there's times where I shouldn't talk. There's times where I can be goofy and there's times where I can be serious. There's times where I can be affectionate and there's times where I need to give you your space so, so you can do your thing. You need your woman day where you're to yourself and doing your thing. Mm-hmm. I learned those things. I took in every lesson that I had when it came to my dad, my grandpa teaching me what it was to be a man and take care of your family. And I've always wanted that. I've always wanted to be that person that loves you. I thought the sweetest thing, you seen the video when Russell Wilson, I guess, surprised Sierra at like a show. It was like a show or something. Mm, And they were on like live stage. It was like a thing. It was on Shade Room or somewhere. And he brought her flowers on stage. And she was like, oh my God, oh my God. And he looked at her and was like, I just got to ask one question. And she's like, yeah, will you? Give me another child. Oh yeah, I, have seen that. I was like, "That's me." I just, I'll be sitting there like, "Yeah, I, I do that. I love because I sit here like, you gonna give me my child, woman?" Yeah, and you be looking at me like, "Shut up, get these, <laughs> get these student loans paid." You be like, mm, "Give me in my house." <laughs> All right, okay. I be at work. People be at work. Be like, oh, "I don't talk to Harris. He married." He, he loved being married. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> Oh, I they want it. you to be the dog. They want me, I, I love being married. It don't bother me. I know. I love it. So, okay, so I think that I think that is true. Because I feel like we've kind of discussed that before, how it does have a lot to do, not having being fearful of marriage has a lot to do with what you saw when you were growing up and, like, what you were developed with seeing. So if you have the opportunity to see a marriage work well and to see how, you know, there's good days, there's bad days. Oh, yeah. This Definitely. ups, downs, but you keep going because you both have the same goal that you're going to work together to build a life together. Right. And that's the foundation. Then it decreases the fear because you've seen it before. Right. Versus somebody who's never, ever, ever seen that before. Like they grew up without seeing their parent, whoever's the parents in their life, like go through different relationships, people in and out the house. They see yelling, but they don't see the person come back. And they see this. So like they, then you kind of develop a fear of like, well, I don't really know what that looks like to work like. I don't know how that's supposed to Ain't work. Ain't no point of letting somebody get that close to me. Yeah, yeah. So like, why would I even try to open that door when I have no idea how that's supposed to work? Right. Which, okay, I can see how that can be a reason to be fearful of something. However, there are so many resources today in relationship counseling, marriage counseling, that can counseling. help you. People don't believe in counseling. They don't. But <laughs> it's not an excuse. If that is what someone's fear is or telling you that's their fear because they've never seen it work, it's not an excuse anymore because – you should be more fearful of losing the person that you're with if, like, they're ready to get married, move on, versus being fearful of taking the next step moving forward with them in life. Exactly. So that's that's the thing. And so if they're not more fearful of losing you because they're not ready to take the next step or not ready to do the work of what it takes to be in that partnership with one another – then that's whenever I have to say, okay, well, it's time for you to like remove yourself from it. Show yourself. And go find what you need in order for you to continue blossoming in your journey of life. Because exactly. I mean, I'm just like you. I saw, I grew up in a two-parent household and that's why I just praise God the fact that I got to marry a man who had two parents in his life because it totally made a difference. And there are, there are people that grew up in one-parent household that do yeah. love their spouse Absolutely, wholeheartedly. Yes. But- I've I've seen firsthand where I've had a friend who he does not believe in marriage. He said, I don't, I don't, I never I don't want to get married. I never want to get married. I don't like it at all. But he's been in uh he's seen his dad be a player mm-hmm. and he's seen his mom 
have boyfriend after boyfriend after boyfriend. So he's like, marriage, my mom and dad tried marriage. They were only married for like two years and boom, they were done. So he's like, I don't believe in marriage. It's just a, it's just a piece of paper. Some people like that, blah, blah, blah. It, it, what, it's how people are raised, how they see things, and how the things they go through. Yeah. And us being products of marriages where the our parents loved each other wholeheartedly with good days, bad days, with cursing each other out, being mad yeah. at each other, to be giving each other flowers and just like a kiss on the cheek and a rub on the back. Like that, it made us go, okay, marriage can work. Yes. Marriage can work through all the, the bad things. So it didn't matter where I had a problem or you had a problem. I, at the end of the day, this is when we were dating. At the end of the day, I looked at you. I was like, I, I'm st- I, I can't go a day without talking to her. As I mad know. as I've ever been, I'm like, it Even is now, so I don't like it. ugly in this house without talking to her. I don't <laughs> like it. And we, we'll, we'll get into it, like get into a spat. And like 15 minutes later, we're like, Okay, so I see what the problem was. Let's talk about this. Yeah, I'll just be in a room like, I want to talk to him, but I'm mad. But why am I mad? I want to talk to him. I don't like talking. <laughs> I don't like we're not talking to each other. It's so awkward. Like, <laughs> I hate when we're not talking to each other. Because <laughs> And we like to talk, so it's just weird. But, but yeah, so, I mean, moral of the story, I feel like, you know, to just wrap this up in a pretty little bow, is that... Messy, pretty bow. <laughs> yeah, messy, pretty bow. Because, <laughs> you know, it's it's honestly, being fearful of marriage, I, I get it. Okay. But, and then, and, you know, wanting to force someone to propose to you, I don't get that. Don't do that. That's not good. God in heaven. Um, if he wants to put a ring on it, he's going to do it. He has his mind made up. God in heaven. If it's, if you haven't, like, discussed it required it brought it up and you have another conversation do it see what the response is go for it let's stop being timid we don't have time to be timid anymore it's 2022 so marriage really marriage does not doesn't have any power marriage does not have power over you or the person that you're with honestly like you define what your marriage is you define you design your marriage yourself you are in control of your marriage Everything is defined by the two of you. So if you want it to work and you want it to be successful, you have that power to do it. If you want a relationship to work and you want it to be successful, you have that power to do it. So you have to intentionally choose every day to do that. So let's stop living life as in like life just happens to us. Life doesn't just happen to you. Like you are, you have to control on how you react to things. and Because things do happen, but you have control of how you react. I'm sorry. And then just the whole fact that, you know, I, I do have like these friends that are, um, you know, single bachelors. I, I know people who are single bachelors and they're in their like late thirties and stuff. And I just look at them. I'm like, you, I know you're just sad sometimes. And that's not in a bad way. But I'm just, I just know you just bored. And I know you bored and you sad. Like you can't, you can't tell me a story. I have one of my bestest friends. He was, a, he was in the streets. He did his thing. And then, and he looked at me one day. He said, "Man, I I can't do it no more, bro." <laughs> he said, "It's getting this is this is exhausting. It's boring." Like, and then when he found that girl, he looked at me like, "Is it, bro? <laughs> I can't do that street stuff no more, man. I like coming home. <laughs> so, I love coming home to like love. Like, I be tired. The world is exhausting. I live in the I live in the first and first responders are the most of divorced. Yeah, 
I love mm-hmm. coming, and that's why I love the fact that we talk because they don't talk. They see things. We see things that we don't like talking about. I tell her everything. I be like, I see some stuff. Not a HIPAA violation though. Yeah. I'd be like, I saw something crazy today. I show her video. I would never show her a video of me going through a fire again, though. I yeah, no, I, I didn't enjoy that. I see things. I like to tell people. I love. Um, I actually like counseling. I love counseling to death. Mm-hmm. So the fact is, I love coming home to like my a personal counselor, somebody that can rub my back after I've had a crazy day, and been yelled at by my captain, or been or been through something crazy, or had a crazy call, seen something crazy. I like to talk about it. So. I just love to be, I love to come home to just some type of warm feeling. And I mean, I mean, a wrap of what I'm saying in the words of the, you know, beautiful Ellie Golden. I'll let you set the pace because I'm not thinking straight. My head's been in a ride. I can't see clear no more. What are you waiting for? Love me like you do. Like you do, love me like you do. Love me. We're so white. <laughs> Very. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. But on that note, guys, thank you so much for always coming to get your life together with us. And uh, you can always find me on IG at Megan.janet. And you can find me on IG at Gregory.k underscore. Please be sure that you're following us at Get It Together. That's T W O G E T H E R. T W O. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, where the best people are, mm. and YouTube as well. YouTube. So we're posting, you know, vlogs now of what we're doing in our daily life because I don't remember shit. No podcast video on YouTube this week. Nope. But go ahead and but catch us on the TikTok. Yes. All right, guys. Well, that's it. So we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye, right, nah. Are we- <laughs>